of the United States of America. Americans, here's Mail Call, one big package of words and music and laughter delivered to you by the stars from whom you want to hear. In answer to the request you send to Armed Forces Radio, Los Angeles, USA. You know, fellas, around this time of the year in Hollywood, the Motion Picture Academy of Arts and Sciences decides on its annual awards for the best performers, directors, writers, and so on. So tonight, Mail Call brings you the best, and so on, your master of ceremonies, Groucho Marx. Thank you, Harry von Zoforth, for that Zozo introduction. <laughs> Harry's right about one thing, though. Everybody in Hollywood is thinking about the Academy Awards. I say everybody is thinking. Personally, I'm thinking about the blonde who moved in the next house to me. What a blonde. What a house. What a front porch. What a rear stoop. That girl's got to straighten herself out. <laughs> And I might as well straighten myself out right now and get to the business at hand, which is to present our first mail call, Oscar, to that South American singing sensation who is rapidly becoming one of your radio favorites, a star of two continents, and the business section of Bakersfield. Here he is, Carlos Ramirez! Uh, welcome to mail call, Carlos. Gracias, senor. This is the biggest honor which has been given to me since my days as a gaucho in South America. Mm, gaucho means gaucho. <laughs> ah, that must be a wonderful life. I can see myself now. Just a minute till I turn this page. A band, a band of gay young caballeros thunder across the starlit plain and gallop up to the bunkhouse door. And you are leading this band? No, I'm laying on the bunk holding my stomach. <laughs> it saves me right for eating enchiladas with pickle herring. <laughs> but enough of this. Let's hear uh, of me. Let's hear from you, Carlos. What are you going to sing? Siboney, Groucho. That's splendid. yo te quiero, yo me muero por tu amor. En tu boca la miel puso su dulzor Ven aquí que te quiero Y que todo te doro Eres tu para Amor. 
That was very Ramirez. And now to continue the mail call awards, we would like to present a man who has made the most amazing predictions of the past year. Those of you who have heard him on the radio know he is absolutely fearless, has no political affiliations, and tells the truth as he sees it. He is here with us now to give you his predictions about the course of the global war in the future. Here he is, that outstanding commentator, Leon Heater Velasco. Thank you very much. After a careful study of the global war, I would like to make the following predictions for the coming year. My first prediction. Gramuch, Eastern Front. To the left flank, Lower Hungary. To the right flank, Upper Hungary. In the middle, new offensive. Very Hungary. I predict Gramuch, Paris, France. In the coming year, new set of postcards. Gramuch, Berlin, Germany. High-ranking Nazi general says he can win the war if if on one hand, on the other hand, on the third hand, but he can't find a man with three hands. <laughs> I predict that this year, absolutely no fog in Los Angeles. <laughs> And I also predict the Dodgers will win. Uh, thank you, Leon Belasco. That certainly clears up many things. And now, Mail Call salutes one of the brightest new stars, a girl with a wonderful future. In fact, she looks pretty good no matter where you're standing. Meet Gloria De Haven. Gloria DeHaven. 
Hello, Glory. It's a pleasure to present to you now this mail call award. What mail call award? Me. We ran out of Oscars, so you just had to take a groucho. <laughs> just stand me up on a table in your living room and polish me once a week. But be very careful, because I'm ticklish in certain spots. Most of them are on Vine Street. <laughs> All of which brings us to your song. You are going to sing, I hope. Yes, I am going to sing Groucho. Well, you can't sing Groucho. I'm doing it later. Have you got another song? <laughs> yes, Mood for Love. I'll be listening with bated breath. I always bait my breath when I'm fishing for someone like you. Go ahead, Ramirez. <laughs> For good this time No turning back Cause I'm In a mood for love Simply because You're near me Funny But when you're near me I'm in the mood For love Heaven is in your eyes Bright as the stars We're under So is it any wonder That I'm in the mood for love Why stop to think of whether A dream might fade our hearts together I'm not afraid If there's a cloud above us If it should rain We'll let in But for tonight The gay I'm in the mood for love the moon's got me, and the stars have also got me in the mood for And please stick around for the duet we're going to sing later. I'd feel pretty silly singing a duet by myself. Now, fellas, we make a special award to one of the great instrumental groups of 1944. Of course, we're really not going to give them anything, but then they don't need anything except a downbeat. Unfortunately, I can't even give them that because I'm beat down to my socks. Anyway, here they are, the group, not my socks. Uh, Gene Cooper on drums. Uh, Charlie Venturo on tenor sax. And Teddy Napoleon on the piano. Something called Stompin' at the Savoy. Mm-hmm. 
Eugene Cooper and your boys. If you're ever in my neighborhood, please drop in and help me get even with my landlord. <laughs> and now, Mail Call on is one of the greatest pictures ever to come out of Hollywood. When we get through with it, it'll be sorry it ever came out. Presenting our own condensed and mutilated version of that exciting drama of murder for insurance. <laughs> Double indemnity. <laughs> We're not allowed to save them on the air, you know. <laughs> We're very fortunate in having with us an all-star cast. To begin with, there's me. And as if that weren't enough, we will present that great emotional actress, Ida Lupino, through the courtesy of the Warner Brothers. Both of them. In addition, you will hear Robert Benchley through the courtesy of Barney's Bar and Grill. Both of them. And now, Harry Von Zell, please set the scene. Certainly. Double indemnity. I've been setting it very badly lately. <laughs> Double indemnity is the story of a crime, a crime of violence and passion. Ida Lupino plays the part of Phyllis Dietrichson, a beautiful but heartless woman. Robert Benchley plays the part of her husband, Mr. Dietrichson, an ugly but senseless man. <laughs> The part of Walter Neff, a handsome devil-may-care insurance salesman, will be executed by Groucho Marx. I don't see anything particularly funny about that. <laughs> Incidentally, I also help execute Dietrichson. That's left over from the last joke, I forgot to tell you. As the scene opens, Walter, our dashing insurance salesman, is driving up to the home of his latest prospect. This looks like the place. I'll just park over here. Crisis. Too bad I haven't got any insurance. Oh, well, I'll swipe somebody else's policy. Let's see that address again. 487 Man's Laughter Drive. Manslaughter Drive. That sounds lucky. I'll ring the bell. This is my fourth prospect today. I've written three policies so far. I hope I can sell this one a bill of goods. Oh, hello there, handsome. I hope I can sell this one a bill of goods. <laughs> My name is Walter Neff. I represent the Prudapolitan Insurance Company. Won't you come in, you great big gorgeous hunk of man? What do you think I'm going to do, stand out of here and twiddle my briefcase? <laughs> of course I'll come in. You know, you're kind of cute. It's a pleasure to talk to you, but I'm here on business. How about a nice accident policy, sugar? What for? Nothing's going to happen to me. Want to bet? <laughs> Say, this is a nice place you've got here. Let's put out the lights. Put out the lights? I thought you came here to sell me a policy. With a prospect like you, that's my policy. Ah, you're a pretty fast... <laughs> you're a pretty fast worker, Walter. By the way, did any of your friends ever tell you you look like Fred McMurray? No. You run around with a pretty honest crowd. <laughs> Quit stalling, sugar. Cover my face with kisses. All right, cover your face and I'll try it. 
You know you're crazy about me. Slip into my arms. Just try them on for size. If they don't fit, send them back, and we'll give you double your money and a floor lamp. Well, you're a pretty good salesman, Walter, but I think it's only fair to tell you I'm married. I think it's only fair to tell you that I'm deaf. Kiss me. Walter, I said I'm married. And I said I'm deaf. What's the matter? Can't you hear? <laughs> Listen, Walter. The reason I sent for you was to take out a life insurance policy on my husband. A big one. We'll insure him no matter how big he is. How old is this bird? Well, he's as old as he's ever going to get. Look, we can do this job together. You mean? Yes, if we can trick him into signing that policy, we'll split everything. Including him. <laughs> oh, he's so dull, Walter. He's so dull, Walter, so dull. He's driving me mad. Every night he eats crackers in bed. Now, what's so terrible about that? With veal cutlets? <laughs> Walter, we've got to do away with him. But it'll take a lot of planning. And we've got to be very careful. You see, he's here right now. He's upstairs taking a bath. Then why don't I run up, hold his head underwater, and we can all go home four pages earlier? Oh, darling. That's him. Now, quick, duck behind that divan. There's no duck behind that divan. You're quacking up the wrong couch. I'll stand right here and face him. Say, darling, why can't I find a bathtub? Oh, what? There's no head company. I'm sorry. <laughs> Say, didn't I meet you at the YMCA steam room? I'll just slip something on and come back. <laughs> Fine husband. Is that his figure or did the tub freeze around him? We've got to work fast, Walter. He'll be back in a minute. Don't worry, sugar. I'll take care of everything. Just let me do all the talking. Why should now be an exception? <laughs> That's better. <laughs> you were much pinker before. <laughs> Darling, this gentleman is from the Poodapolitan. He's one of their Cracker Jack salesmen. Good, I'll take a box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take a box. It makes a swell chaser for veal cutlets. Look, I'm Walter Neff. I'm an insurance salesman. I'm Mr. Didrickson. I'm very dull. <laughs> Mr. Neff wants to talk to you, dear. Why don't you sit down? All right. I meant on the chair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that old thing. <laughs> well, uh, what did you want to talk to me about, Mr. Neff? Insurance. How would you like to take out a nice, big, fat insurance policy? But I've got some life insurance. $2,000 worth. <laughs> $2,000 worth. Don't be ridiculous. It'll cost us more than that to cement you in the cellar. <laughs> What's that? <coughs> Darling, Mr. Neff is just making you a concrete proposition. Uh, where's that policy, Mr. Neff? Uh, here's a nice one for half a million bucks. Half a million? My life isn't worth that much. Well, to us it is. Go ahead and sign it, doll. Go on, you big, beautiful doll. <laughs> now, just a minute. I'd like to know what kind of a firm I'm dealing with. Is it an old company? Old? Why, we're the oldest insurance company there is. Just to give you an idea... We still have a clause that protects you in case you hurt your tail while swinging from a tree. Well, I wouldn't be interested. I've got a tree. <laughs> it's better that way. Well, have you got a swing? Huh? <laughs> I 
I think between us, we erased that pretty well, didn't we? Gosh, it's kind of chilly in here. I think I'll stand over here by the fireplace. Do that, dear. Stand nice and close. Yeah, preferably with your back to us. Oh, I almost forgot. First sign this policy. I don't want to sign it. Oh, you'll sign it all right. I won't. You will. Won't. Will. Won't. Will. Won't, 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 won't. Does your dog biscuit taste different lately? <laughs> Look, Dieterson, why won't you sign this policy? Because in addition to being dull, I'm also stubborn. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. If you sign this policy, I'll give you a nice fresh veal cutlet. I just happen to have one on my briefcase. Breaded? No, it's pigskin. <laughs> Here's a fountain pen and a cutlet. Now sign it. I can't. The crumbs are in the way. Don't sign the cutlet. Sign the policy, dummy. Oh, all right. I'll sign the old thing. There. Fine. Shall we dance? Love to, love to. Da, 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 Quick, Walter. Waltz him over to the window. Da, 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 You've got a victory garden down there. You turn up some mash. Come on, let's get out of here. Okay, we'll use my car and drive him to the railroad tracks. Hurry. Hey, look, this is a pretty good break. You fall right into the back of the car. Get in. I'll drive. Make it snappy. Step on the starter. Nice battery. I've seen more juice than a baby's bib. <laughs> Step on it harder. Hold down this battery. I don't know what to do. Why don't you turn on the ignition? <laughs> Shut up. You're dead. Besides, the ignition is turned on. Well, it's a good thing we're headed downhill. I'll just release the emergency. That's another good break. Ah, here we go. <sighs> There's nothing I like better than a nice drive in the country. Isn't it romantic? Just you and I and that lucky stiff in the back. How can you talk of romance at a time like this? Why not? I'm hungry. Here's a drive-in. Let's get something to eat. Good evening. What can I do for you? I'll have a hamburger with anything. I'll have a roast beef sandwich. Okay, anything else? Make mine a veal cutlet. <laughs> There's a busy little body if I ever heard one. It's the cops. They're after us. Somebody's reported the murder. Oh, this is awful. For heaven's sake, miss, hurry up with those sandwiches. Never mind the sandwiches. Step on the starter. Forget the sandwiches. Give us some plain bread. <laughs> It's no use to jig us up. What do you mean? Those guys in blue suits aren't sailors. Well, they won't take us alive. Come on, Walter. Let's shoot each other. It's a deal. I'll shoot you first. <laughs> now you shoot me. Well, come on, shoot me. <laughs> That's a woman for you. They'll double-cross you every time. Thank you, thank you, Ida Lupino, Bob Benchley, and the butcher who lent us that veal cutlet. And now, will wonders never cease, beautiful Gloria Haven and talented Groucho Marx will blend their voices. I hope you like it. You better like it. A blend is the best you can get nowadays. Anyway, here's the trolley song. With my high starch collar and my high top shoes and my hair piled high upon my head. I went to lose a jolly hour on the trolley and lost my heart instead. 
with my light brown baby and my bright green tie. I was quite the handsomest of men. I started to yen, so I counted to ten. Then I counted to ten again. Clang, clang, clang went the trolley. Ding, ding, ding went the bell. Zing, zing, zing went my heartstrings. For the moment I saw him, I fell. Oh, pardon me, sir. Haven't I seen you someplace before? I don't think so. I've never been anyplace before. I spent all my time in this trolley. All your time? I was born here. I'll never forget that day. My mother was on the way to the hospital when all of a sudden the car stopped. For what? A red light and me. It's been a grand life in this car, but I'm hoping someday to get a transfer. I'm dying to see what the sunset bus looks like. You're wonderful. You're observing, and you're pretty, too. I like the way you got your hair piled high upon your head. Everything you're combing it? Well, it isn't all my hair. I've got some rats. You've got some rats what? Never mind. I don't love you for your high hair. I don't love you for your high starch collar. And I don't love you for your high shoes. Say, if you get any high, you'll have a hangover in the morning. And why should I hang around a girl who drinks so long? Stop, 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 went my heart string. As he started to leave, I took hold of his sleeve with my hand. And as though it were planned, he stayed on with me. And it was grand just to stand with his hand holding mine to the end of the brings us to the end of another mail call, and a good thing, too, because a man from the Motion Picture Academy has just come in. He wants the Oscars back. So until next time, this is Groucho Marx saying good, good luck from all of us to all of you. Signatures to this mail call letter include Groucho Marx, Robert Benchley, Ida Lupino, Gloria DeHaven, Carlos Ramirez... Gene Krupa, Leon Velasco, and yours truly, Harry Bonzell. This program was arranged with the cooperation of the Hollywood Victory Committee. Another mail call will be coming your way the next time you hear... This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.